Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hi guys, I'm Nymphia and I make weekly FPL content on YouTube. Hi everyone, I'm Kylie and you can find me chatting FPL on the Three Amigos pod every week. Welcome to the first episode of our new series with Fancy Football Scout. We're excited to say that this is our first all-female video series with Scout, so hopefully you all enjoy it. And to give you a sense of what we're going to be talking about, we're going to be looking at the names that we're giving some thought to adding to our watch list each week. We're going to try and keep this as diverse as possible and weigh up the pros and cons of each of these players and, and maybe why you might start to think of them. At the end, we're also going to give you a pick from each of us for the weeks ahead. Okay, so shall we get started with Bernardo Silva, Kylie? He's made it onto the watch list because he's been quietly getting on with things, just ticking away, hasn't he really, <laughs> with four goals and two assists so far this season, including two goals in the previous two games. Sitting on around 57 points, the City's top scoring midfielder at present. He's been somewhat overlooked, I think, and worth some consideration for the coming weeks. What do you think, Kylie? Yeah, I would definitely agree that he's been overlooked. I, myself, I, I have Foden. Um, and I think a lot of people have been looking at Foden as the preferred City midfielder mm. or indeed attack. I think because historically we know that there's so much rotation there, there's a bit of reticence about investing. But as you pointed out, he's actually playing a lot of minutes. Over the last six weeks, he's matched Foden for goals and assists. And mm. interestingly, he's actually slightly higher on XG over that period than Foden is yeah. at 2.25 versus 2.16. He's got eight shots and 50% shot accuracy. Now, mm. Foden is outperforming him in that metric, right? But yeah. we know that Foden is a beast in front of goal. Still, with a 1.1 million difference in price between the two, yeah, I think that, you know, that's kind of arguing semantics a little bit. So given the fact that Foden is currently a doubt, Jota in that price range is also mm. a bit of a doubt, it, it could be someone that people start to look at. And City's fixture run is still really strong. They've got West Ham, Villa, Watford, Wolves, Leeds, Newcastle and Leicester in the short term. And basically that run right up to game week 20 is really good. We've got Arsenal and Chelsea then, which we know is trickier. Mm. It wouldn't put me off though. Um, but then the really lovely run resumes right through to 28 again after that. And that includes Brentford and Norwich. So I think particularly given the amount of minutes he's getting, quite an interesting one now to, to look at and probably one we should give more thought to than we have. Yeah, I, I've had Foden now for a little while and... 
I don't think if you've got Foden, you'd necessarily want to move sideways to Bernardo no. Silva, but I think he's definitely an option if you're looking for some City attack, definitely. Yeah, because it's hard to it's hard to go and invest in Foden now. I know a lot of people would want to with those fixtures, but with the doubt, it's it's maybe an opportunity to mm-hmm. just still get in there, but yeah. kind of mitigate that risk. So then we've covered off Bernardo Silva. Who's next? Well, Davies is making our watch list as a cheap 4.4 million bench player worth some consideration because you'd expect him to get some game time during this busy fixture period. Under Conte, you would expect Spurs to be more defensive and we've seen glimpses of that already. Davies has been getting minutes recently playing the last three games and the last two under Conte have resulted in two clean sheets. Reglion will be the popular pick, but Davies and Dyer could be cheaper players to add to our watch list what do you think Kylie yeah I agree it, it's quite interesting because as you said Regulon is and, and to a degree Royal as well are the ones that that people will be looking at because they're quite cheap you know mm. 4.9 5 million it, it's not expensive for the attacking potential that has already been demonstrated and, and we think that that's going to continue um the challenge at the moment is that we actually have so many premium defenders that are really appealing. Obviously, Chilwell is now injured, but we've got James, we've got Cancelo, we've got Trent, and it's hard to see us moving away from them for, yeah. for anybody. <laughs> so you're, you're trying to look at who can I add into my team that will supplement them and probably realistically be you know, your fourth or maybe even fifth defensive option that's mm-hmm. sitting on your bench, particularly as we come to the, the Christmas fixture run when we're going to need to have that. So <laughs> I'm not sure you want to have a Regulon on your bench. No. So that's where uh, Davis, and he's interesting because, you know, he's 4.4. So he's really cheap now. He's cheaper than Livramento. Um, and and Dai is obviously only 0.1 more. So they offer the potential there to have someone who is capable, we think, under Conte, of getting you clean <laughs> sheets. Uh, capable of getting you clean sheets, but that you're not really going to be overly stressed about benching. So, mm. and, and the fixture run, as we know, is incredible. You know, they've lovely fixtures right up to game week 23 um, when they play Chelsea. And there's really only one fixture in there, which is game week 18 against Liverpool that mm. you, know, you wouldn't be particularly enamored with. Um, so he looks a good shout for the festive season. And I think even though he's only played three game weeks, we're going to see that continue. Um, as we said, Dyer is only 0.1 more. And obviously he was responsible for the free kick against Leeds that rebounded and then resulted in regular getting his goal. Um, but actually Davis has a better XG over the three games that they've both played together. So his is 0.86 versus Dyer's 0.17. You know, these are centre-backs. You know, you're not expecting to be getting goals galore from these guys. That's not why you're buying them. (laughs) But it's worth knowing, you know, he's had three attempts, one on target. And historically, Davis has been an attacking player um, Mm. back under uh, Pochettino. So, you know, one to keep an eye on, I think. And I don't see any harm in, in going quite early on him, particularly if you want to have something a little bit different to Livermento. So, yeah. yeah. And and the defenders this season have just been mad, haven't they? The Crazy. points we're getting from them is just I ridiculous. mean, I wish we could have seven and I would never say this because I usually am not <laughs> one to go uh, heavy at the back. But honestly, just forego strikers um, 
or midfielders and just have a whole load of them. I don't know. They're, good, they're scoring more goals than the strikers at the moment. So why Yeah, not? yeah, exactly. And actually, speaking of strikers, we do have one in our third pick. Yep, we have Dennis. And he's a tough one because his minutes have been mixed this season. But you can't argue with four goals and five assists for 5.3 million, can you really? <laughs> I mean, it's really good. I think he's worthy of our watch list because of his price alone, really, and may well be worth a punt from about game week 16 onwards. There's a little bit of caution here because we have the African Cup of Nations coming up. That said, it is rumoured that he may not be called up as he hasn't been called up under the current manager for some time. I think it was like 2019 or something like that because of his attitude. So depending on if they keep the same manager, he may not even go and he has some lovely fixtures leading up to that anyway. Kylie, it's worth placing him and Josh King on our watch list, isn't it? Uh, it definitely is. And um, to your point, I think the appeal with Dennis is largely driven by the price. Um, he's 0.3 cheaper than Josh King. It's not a huge amount, but when you're talking about probably your cheapest forward, that could be considerable, especially as people are maybe investing slightly more in their bench um, just to deal with some of the uncertainties coming up. As you said, Christmas, we've also got African Cup of Nations. So having a little bit of depth on the bench is good. And maybe Josh King is a little rich for you. He is uh, the option that does have better goal threat of the two of them. So, you you know, you are paying for that and you're paying for the better minutes that he's had. Um, interestingly with Dennis, despite the fact that, he, you know, his goal threat hasn't been quite as impressive statistically, he's obviously still scored um, four goals. So yeah. he's doing really well in that score in reduced minutes. He does have the better assist potential of the two of them. Mm-hmm. Um, over the last six weeks, right, and bear in mind he's only played, he's only started four of those uh, and he appeared in one of them. Mm-hmm. Um, he has created uh, eight chances, three of them big chances, and he has four assists versus mm-hmm. zero. So uh, I think even though maybe he feels slightly riskier, mm-hmm. um, I just think at 5.3 you can't go too far wrong. The fixtures aren't great short term, as you alluded to. You know, they've got Leicester, not too bad, but then they've got Chelsea and City, yeah. not great. Um, but yeah, from 16 onwards, they've Brentford, they've Burnley, they've Crystal Palace and they've Wolves. So there's definitely opportunity there to, um, you know, to, to potentially get one of them in and do well. And I think the main caveat I would say is that people have seen them haul unexpectedly. They have definitely outperformed what we'd have thought, particularly given that Watford haven't been massively impressive or consistent. And I think as long as people are buying them and they're managing their expectations, they're not going to get a haul every week. They've demonstrated they're capable of it though, which is something that's really encouraging and they've done it several times. So I think buy them, you know, or have them on your watch list, Mm -hmm. whichever it is, um, but don't expect, uh, you know, a hat trick every week. Yeah. (laughs) 5.3. Pretty cheap. <laughs> yeah, they're good bench fodder, really, aren't they? At that sort of price. And third striker, as you say, it just kind of works. He's ticking away nicely. He's not going to get all the minutes, but, you know, for your watch list, he's definitely worth sticking it on there for the festive period, just based on those fixtures alone. And yeah, you can wait on news then about the African Cup of Nations, I think. 
Okay, definitely. we're going to have a quick look at the Fancy Football Scout watch list. And you can find this on the first page of the website. It covers all of the positions and takes into account current form, favourable fixtures and so on. What's standing out for you on this week's Scout watch list, Kylie? I think the thing that's interesting is that um, despite James's amazing run of form, I mean, this is with double digits, but it's so beyond double digits that doesn't quite capture it. Um, he's still actually not in first place. Trent is. And Trent has obviously done incredibly well the last couple of weeks as well. Um, and I, I just wonder if that's um, to do with sort of perceived nailedness maybe that kind of gives him the edge. Fixtures as well. Liverpool do have a nice run of fixtures. Um, and the other thing that feels kind of crazy is that Cancelo is in third place which seems so low for someone that yeah. has been phenomenal. Absolutely. But I, I think what it demonstrates there is that we have these three that feel relatively untouchable. Mm -hmm. um, so for anybody of those three to sit in third is kind of feeling like it doesn't reflect um, the quality of them, but they're, they're all so strong. And this is, you know, we've mentioned it earlier in, in this recording, but also uh, other people will have mentioned it on pods and on Twitter we've been highly rewarded with valuable premium defenders and none of them look like stopping anytime soon. So I, I find it hard to imagine deviating from them. Yeah, I mean, I completely agree. It's just crazy really to see Cancelo down there. But, you know, I think James and Trent have just been pushing the mark most weeks as well. So it's those three entirely, you know, you can see why they're at the top of the watch list and, do go and check that out, guys, if you want to see, you know, more on the goalkeepers, midfielders and strikers. OK, then we'll move on. It's time for our watch list picks, Kylie. And I'll go first with my pick of Rico Henry this week. Now, you won't be looking at Henry for his clean sheets as he's only had three all season and the last was in game week five, believe it or not. <laughs> However, it's all about attacking defenders this season and for 4.5 million, Henry could be a cheap way into the defensive attacking returns, I feel. He's had two goals in the last two games and Brentford still has some tasty fixtures ahead in the last likes of Leeds and Watford. Now, I know we're all a bit, you know, as we said earlier, stacked in defence at the moment with premium players and Livermento. Obviously, you could be considering Spurs' defence too. Henry could be worth keeping in mind for injury replacements and benchmarkers, given he's cheap and that's why he's been added to my watch list. Who are you adding, Kylie? So I don't think my pick will be a huge surprise to people as he really is one of the form options, but he's, he's still being relatively ignored in favour of other similarly priced people. So it's Max Alcorne. Um, he's been running amok for Burnley since joining them uh, earlier in the season and, and that's despite having some staggered minutes early on. However, we have seen him starting to consistently get decent minutes and get over 60 minutes, which is really the, the key marker that we want to see. Um, and he's got five goals so far. I think what's really interesting to note is that of his appearances, because it's still since joining, there's been the staggered one or two here and there that he's missed. Mm -hmm. um, he's There's only three of them in which he's featured and not scored. So that was Leicester, City and Chelsea. 
right? Not easy fixtures, but also Chelsea was actually the only one of those three that he played more than 60 minutes in. So when he's getting the minutes, you know, he's getting the goals. Um, His fixtures are decent, if not glorious up until 23, (laughs) you know, but that's okay. You know, there's some really good ones in there and there's some that could go either way. Um, They do kind of take a bit of a turn from 23. Mm. And I think the key thing to notice, and maybe this is part of what's slightly putting some number crunches off, is Mm. that his shot accuracy is currently 85.7, which is obscene. Um, And he has an XG of 0.85. So he, with his five goals, has massively overperformed that. And in fact, Mm. that XG is over the last, I think, five weeks, six weeks. Um, So he'd scored four goals in that period. So he's hugely overperformed that XG. Um, And we can obviously see that that's in part because the minimal shots he's had have been on target and have largely been in the net. We don't know whether he's a Vardy stat buster. We talk about Vardy, he's not in form at the moment, but we talk about him every season, um, how he just always seems to be clinical and seems to exceed his XG and there are just some quality players that do that. I think it's too early to know if that's the case with Kone, but I certainly think that he has the form, he has the confidence at the moment. Um, So whether he regresses or not, at 6.1, He's competing with your Gallagher, Smith-Rowe, Rafina, who are all really popular options, maybe overly popular. I happen to like them all. But I think if you're trying to get a differential into your team, he could be someone that could be really interesting and maybe just monitor how he goes over the next couple of weeks before making your decision. Yeah. Um, but he's he's a worthwhile shot. And I think there's a few people that will have gone in early on him and done really well over the last few weeks. So who would you be thinking of replacing him in your team then, Kylie? So for me, it's probably uh, Mbwemo. Yeah. I've got him in there. He's, you know, obviously Kone is more expensive. He's 0.6 more expensive um, at 6.1. But that's not a huge leap. Yeah. And really, it, it is that position where I'm currently looking at Gallagher or Smith-Rowe as a replacement for Mbwemo. And I do feel like I'm coming in a little late on that. Quite a lot of people have him. And because there is a relatively strong template, it does feel like it's a position in my team that could do with someone a little bit different. Yeah. So I think if you have someone like that, you know, it's not necessarily an urgent transfer out. Bremo has obviously not really performed. No. Um, <laughs> it's been disappointing. Yes. Yeah, he has. I mean, and his fixtures still look really good for the next few weeks, which mm-hmm. is why it's like quite frustrating. And the amount of times this guy has hit the bar is just crazy. I thought Trossard last, last season mm-hmm. uh, was bad, but no, this is next level. Um, if you've got fantasy points for hitting the post, we'd all have done really, really well in the oh, last, yeah. last while. Absolutely. Um, what I would say is though I wouldn't be looking at him in for a, a Smith Rowe or a, Gal- um, a Gallagher it, as a replacement. I would yeah. more look at it is as if you are thinking about bringing one of those guys in, maybe he's the alternative that you go for because those guys are still performing really well. Agreed. It's just that he's a viable alternative. Yeah, and I think it's about, as you say, having that differential, isn't it, in your team. So I think a lot of FPL managers are getting on the likes of Emile Smith-Rowe and Gallagher, so they will become more template. 
whereas Cornet, I think, has that edge to allow your team, as you said earlier, to be a little different and give a little something different to try and edge ahead. Because at some point, we do need to start kind of breaking away from this kind of main template. I think the African Cup of Nations will definitely you know, push that along a little bit, you know, with the That's likes exciting. of Salah and stuff moving yeah. away. So um, that could be a, a real game changer for a lot of I people. I think we need it. I think we need okay. that. Um, in that, you know, um, it, it's sort of coming after Christmas, you know, I feel like you have to get to Christmas and it pays to be quite template at that point and then ticks over into the new year and it feels like, okay, we're in the latter part of the season now and having something like African Cup of Nations, yeah. removing the safety belt of Salah, um, <laughs> you know, and we can all run free. So, and we have no I'm not sure I'm to. ready. I'm no, sure I don't know that I am either, but I think we need to do it. <laughs> yeah, no, absolutely. Well, that's it. Thanks for watching and best of luck in Game Week 13. Leave us a comment below with the players you're adding to your watch list and please like and subscribe if you've enjoyed the show. You'll also find a link to myself and Kylie's content below. So until next time, take care. Bye.